Fangirl Fridays. I'm Natalie. And I'm Marin. Hi. What's up? I am pumped for this episode. You know what's funny? We felt like we haven't recorded in about two months, but it's only been a week. It's been like four days. So the holiday break's going to be really weird. So much is happening. You're leaving me for a full week, but we already have our year-end, <laughs> the two of us, get-together scheduled. It's yeah. on the calendar. We already have it scheduled. We already are planning our binges for next week. <laughs> oh Very exciting stuff. Yeah. I really need to revisit, as I mentioned, because I can't exactly remember what I recommended in the last two years. Other things have happened in that time. And then this is what happens every year. I'm like, oh, I don't feel like I watched that much. You watched a lot. Cut to me going into my TV time and being like, (laughs) ooh, like so many episodes. But I'm pumped about it. Yeah, me too. Because I feel like I'm the things, the shows that I'm choosing, Mm -hmm. I'm very passionate about. You are. You're particularly passionate about this year. You know what I'm particularly passionate about? What? The large shipment of Pop-Tarts and Rice Krispie Treats that we received. Once again. I think we actually got them right after we recorded our last episode, and so it was, like, super exciting. But thank you, Brian Fuller. I'm just going to name I'm just gonna name him out. And also Matt Fuller for, like, organizing this whole thing. Also our official sponsor, Kellogg's. <laughs> Apparently we are officially sponsored by Kellogg's. I'm not mad about it. But, okay, so we got, like, our favorites. We got... Strawberry and s'more. Yeah, strawberry and s'more. Bless. But then we also got a limited edition box. I'm staring at it right now. It's called a splits with a Z. You know I love anything with a Z. Makes it more fun. Yeah. It is a (laughs) drizzled sugar cookie on the left-hand side. And on the right-hand side, it is a frosted brownie batter. I think this sounds amazing. So you're very intrigued. We have not eaten them because I was like, we have to do a taste test live, live on air. (laughs) Is what we're going to do. So I'm going to open this. I I can't wait to hear that wrapper. I know. I specifically was like, can we leave them in the wrapper because everyone knows the sound. All right. Do you want your own or should we split one? Should I want we split the want splits? I my own. Okay. You want I'm your garbage. Own. And I'm probably going to like it and eat it all. Oh, my God. Okay. This is my lunch. I'm, this is your lunch. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Let me just First reaction. This. First reaction. Insane. It's like a five-year-old did it, uh-huh. but I know it's going to taste good. Okay. I trust it. What's your eating strategy? Are you going to, like, try and get both parts I'm in gonna, your mouth? Here's what I'm going to do. This is a weird. I'm going to break it in the middle okay. so it's full insides and take a bite out of that. I want to see what the frosting looks like. Okay. okay. Ooh. All right. Because I want to get both flavors because it's literally split down the middle. Oh, you split it the smart way. I split it the splits way like an oh, idiot. Oh, you're separate. You're segregating <laughs> the flavors. segregating the flavors. Okay, okay you fine. eat it that way. Here. Oh, thank you. Okay. Eat mine. What? Okay, I'm taking a bite of this. All right. This is delicious. What are you talking about? So, I love that everyone's listening to us chew now. It tastes like something, though. Yeah. <laughs> Now I'm wishing I heated like, it up. It tastes yes, like Yes, Natalie, you just raised your hand. It tastes like the top of a hostess cupcake. Oh. Exactly. Oh my god. Exactly. Mhm. Okay. I'm now wondering There's nothing wrong with this. I'm wondering what it tastes like heated. Because Great. I'm always a strawberry and I don't heat, but now this chocolate So here's the thing. I'm going to be honest. I was concerned about the chocolate. I thought it was going to be too much. But it's great. But it's a a delicate amount of chocolate that seems maybe perfect. I'm wishing that on the drizzled sugar cookie side, I had more frosting. Does that make sense? Yeah. 
I will agree with you. But I think great will eat again. We'll eat again. These are dangerous. A plus. I know. We have several boxes of them. I'm a little nervous. We have been sharing with the office, though. Mm-hmm. So it's Several people came up to me and were like, are these communal? And then scurried away once I said yes. Okay. Now, that's not the only taste test we're going to do. We put some Pop-Tarts in the freezer, and we're going to try them now. Finally. We're going to see. We froze something, okay. and we're going to eat it. You open one of them. I'll open the other. Do we want to do, like, a split-seize of these, too? Sure. It's going to be I, so loud. I don't know I'm which gonna one. going to put it right in the microphone. I don't know which one is which that we did. Oh, my God. It's so loud. I can't get it. So I got my strawberry. You Is that brown sugar? Is that s'more? S'more. Okay. I wasn't sure. I couldn't see. We don't have brown sugar in I, this building. Oh, my God. Breaking them. Not easy. Swap C's with me. Okay. Okay. It tastes the same. <laughs> so we put them, we kept them in the package to freeze them. Do you think they got cold enough doing that? I think that? that's the right way to do it. Here's You're going to put it in a Ziploc bag? Maybe. Here's my first thought. What if when you freeze them, you trim off the excess first and it's just the frosted part? Ooh, that sounds good. I don't, I mean, it tastes the same to me. I don't hate it. Yeah. I and think, I want to keep eating, but I need to talk. I know. We have so many, I feel so wasteful. We look, we look like. We look crazy. Yeah. We look like we're like girls at summer camp or something. And like our moms just sent us a shipment because we have so many Pop-Tarts all over. You know what? Right now, I think you're going to lose your mind. I think that might be the first s'mores I've ever had. How are we friends? I don't know, but it's kind of perfection. Like. The graham crackerness is perfect. That's why it's my favorite. Kellogg's really, really nailed that flavor. But yeah, I'm thinking, now I'm wondering though, if it's only maybe the strawberry that I would trim the excess off for the frozen, because you need that <laughs> graham cracker flavoring to really make the s'more a s'more. Yeah? Sure. I like it. I don't know that I like it better. Okay. What do you, yeah? Same. Like, it's great. Maybe on a hot summer day, I don't want anything frozen. Yeah. But I'm not going to rush my Pop-Tarts to the freezer. Yeah, and you know what I'm also not going to do? I'm not going to, like, crave a Pop-Tart, put it in the freezer. wait. Wait. I'm definitely not doing that to have my my freezer treat. It's like, maybe you get one, put one in the thing. But let's be honest. Like, if you're opening a two-pack, nine times out of ten, you're eating both, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you're not going to put one in the freezer or save it for later. No. Your monster. <laughs> well, wow. this was delightful. What a great time. Is that what we're fangirling over? I have some other things. Ooh, okay. Go ahead. Um, I finished season two of Mrs. Maisel, and all I can do is text people in all caps, I love season two of Mrs. Maisel. I know. It was such a fun ride. Yeah. I, t- I feel like we got to know more characters in season two. We went new places in season two. I... Loved it. So my favorite thing about season two is that I got the screener for season two like two weeks before it came out. And you happened to be over. And there were both discs that were only the first four episodes mm-hmm. and then a code for the whole thing. And I was like, oh, great. I'll keep the code. You can keep the DVDs. <laughs> it's a you, great gift. You watch them. It was super fun. The, the presentation was amazing. 
I lost the code, and so I did not watch any of the episodes early, even though it was a gift to my household. And so you got a jump on Maisel mm-hmm. before anyone, and definitely before me. So I'm still only one episode in. I've like Here's the need thing. to prioritize. You're gonna start binging. Oh yeah, spoiler might be on the binges. Uh-huh. But I thought I would sit and watch one episode. I watched four. In oh a row. really? Wow. Yes. It was my Sunday afternoon. My girlfriend just brought over um, Harold and the Purple Crayon because I guess in oh, an fun. episode of Maisel season two, she's reading it to her kids. And so she, best. she brought it over to me and I was like, oh, love this book. So great. So imaginative. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really need to get on it. Yes, There's 10 episodes? Yes, wow. 10. Okay. There were eight last season. I was going to say, I that think. feels longer. Yes. Um, what are you fangirling over besides Pop-Tarts? Anything? <sighs> I finally caught up with This Is Us. Whew. Whew. What, I, what a ride. Oh, what a ride. Guys, if you are not cut up, maybe fast forward a little bit. But I knew how you had been feeling about all the Vietnam stuff. So then when I, like, watched the Thanksgiving one, and there's, like, some Vietnam in there, and then when I watched the, like, season mid-season finale, there's, like, definitely a lot of Vietnam. And I was like, uh, I don't feel like Natalie's going to be, like, into this. Cut to, holy shit, what's yeah. happening at the end. I said to you, though— I feel like Randall and Beth were not very Randall and Beth. In a way, I'm going to make a okay. weird-ass okay. comparison here. Abby on 911, how she basically just, like, ghosted Buck, is a very non-Abby thing to do. Like, yes. she wouldn't do that. And I feel like the way Randall and Beth, or Beth, really, very quickly escalated something that I was like, I don't feel like they would do this. Well, here's my thing. We don't know enough about I Beth. Know. I know. True. Season 2B, season yeah. 3. Give me Beth's story. Yeah. We have some Toby now. I mean, True. It's possible. Yeah, absolutely. We haven't had enough flashback. And you always say that she's the best character on the she show. She is. I mean. Sorry, Pearson family. Lucky she is. But I'm very into it. I, it took me longer than I thought because I was like, oh, maybe I'm a little over this right now. And then I was like, no, no, I am not. I am not over it. Very into it. Uh, we'll say, though, going to Vietnam looks very sweaty. Yeah. <laughs> Every single time they show Kevin, he's super sweaty. And I'm like, mm, it's very humid. Very humid there in Vietnam. Don't know if my hair can take it right now. Maybe Just later. pull it back. <laughs> you know I don't like a ponytail with, like... It's a utility function. That's but maybe why when you're you super just sweaty. sit and watch This Is Us and live through them. <laughs> and live through them. Okay. That's it. All that I think I'm, I'm fangirling right. over. we got to wrap up the main event. We've been on a hot tangent for 10 minutes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Pete and Pete. Yeah. Wow. So I was reading season three was never released. It's, mo- it's a Wonder Years situation. It's we couldn't get the rights to a lot of the music because we were cool. Yeah. And used a lot of great stuff, and that's why it was never released. Interesting. I didn't know that. Do you think – I feel like there's a little bit of a groundswell around the show because it is kind of this cult classic, like, indie favorite right now or ever. And it's like, do you think it will get released at some point? Do you think anyone's trying? I'm sure they are. I'm I'm sure we can also find a couple on YouTube. Right. But it's like – with everyone sort of pulling back their content and like starting their own streaming services, like do Are you, you saying feel Nickelodeon's having a streaming service? I'm not, but maybe I am. I don't know. But it's like, would they then release it because they sort of like own it? Because it's like it's not going to Netflix or whatever. Again, we right. have to buy the DVDs, and will that ever happen? I don't know. 
You sent this very interesting article, though, about sort of the long-term impact of Pete and Pete. Mm-hmm. And there were a couple things that I did not consider. So we touched on it, I think, maybe in the first episode, that this show was doing single cam before single cam was cool or right. a thing, really. And then you think about some of – because in the 80s, like all up until, you know, really the mid-90s, all shows were multi-cam for the most part. That was like the style. That was the way shows were written. You know, you were on a soundstage. You were on a set. Like you, all of your favorite shows, like Cheers, you know, The Cosby Show. Like, <laughs> unlike, I mean, it was great then. Let's not discount that. Um, all of these different things were all multi-cam. And then single cam kind of starts to creep in. And now that's the pervasive style. Right. Pete and Pete, forefront. On that forefront. Yeah. Of single camera. But what I found so interesting, when you start to think about the shows that creep into single cam, like a Scrubs or Malcolm in the Middle, the one of the people who directed three episodes of Pete and Pete directed the pilot of Scrubs. And usually the director of the pilot sort of sets the tone for the rest of the uh-huh. series. And so it's like, I feel like there's a direct correlation between yeah. those two. Pete um, and Pete started a huge trend. They did. What else do you think is sort of like part of the lasting impact of Pete and Pete? I think mostly, I mean, it's a nostalgic thing for us to just look back on a show we loved as kids. Right. But when you watch it, this is what childhood felt like. Yeah. I feel like they've really touched something that it's very rare for a show to do. Like, uh, we're obviously going to talk about this a hundred times, but my so-called life and Freaks and Geeks do it perfectly for, like, puberty and teenage years. Mm -hmm. But I think what they do with Little Pete is somehow this combination of, like, reality and imagination, but it's not, like, Disney pretty use your imagination and everything's magical. Yeah. It's, like, how we grew up. Everything's weird. Everything's weird. And actually what I think you're saying is that it's very authentic. Yeah, absolutely. So we watched what was that last week? A Disney special. We watched it for With work. A child screaming. Yeah, and it was hosted by two youths who are on a show called Cammy and Coop Ask the World or it's a Disney show I'm not familiar with it. And they hosted this Disney special, and I looked at you and I said, is it wrong to hate an 11-year-old? <laughs> like, <laughs> the girl, I'm sure is lovely and adorable and cute, but she was not real in any stretch of the imagination. No. She was, like, this sort of loud, heightened, super cute, over-stylized, like, too precocious, too aware. And I was just like, this is the actual antithesis of Pete and Pete. Like, she was bright and vibrant and loud, and Pete and Pete is kind of small and, and like subtle, subtle, and you know even the color palette is sort of muted, and it's just like that's what childhood is like. It's not this like sheen over your life that is Disney. No, and I I appreciate that, and I think that's what people actually want in their content, and in they want to see. Themselves I mean, in it. They want to see themselves. I mean, there is aspirational content, right? Like, there's escapism. There are things you want to just, like, tune out and, like, aspire to or, like, let's watch The Bachelor, like, be garbage people, whatever. Yeah. But in actuality, the television that affects you the most is where you see yourself or your experiences in. And I think Pete and Pete did, did such a good job of that. I agree. But now I'm like, why do I love Twin Peaks so much? <laughs> 
that doesn't that doesn't fit this I know. mold. It's like why? I mean, yeah. it's just weird and bizarre. Well, but also Pete and Pete. That was, weird I was and just going to say absurdity. Like there's a lot of absurdity in that show, like just arty in general. Absurd. Right. Like insane. But there's which they get rid of in season 3, I believe. Tragic. It's like a two-parter. Very sad. Yeah. But I mean, that I think is a pervasive thing too, and especially when you start thinking about Scrubs, absurd. Malcolm, Malcolm in the Middle, absurd. <laughs> like there's a lot of weird oddity that they just like take a lot of liberties with the you know the way those shows were scripted and and shot. And Pete and Pete did a lot of that stuff too. You're just like, what? Like <laughs> we're killing an octopus with a discus and we don't even see it die we don't question it <laughs> we don't question it at all um do want to throw out there last week we were talking about guest stars and i was talking about michael stipe and kate pearson uh-huh. um doing shiny happy people together fun fact um creative partner on the show like she directed some stuff uh katherine dykeman mm-hmm. dykeman um, she directed all the short films, all the specials, but she also did Shiny Happy People. Well, and she's basically the conduit to all of these guest stars, from my understanding. Like, she was kind of, she worked for the Village Voice. Yeah, she was the cool person. Yeah. She was a cool person. She got the cool people. She got Michael Stipe. Mm-hmm. Everyone said, hey, Michael Stipe's doing it. Yeah. Sure. Sure. I'll do it. Yeah. And it's all, all it takes. It only takes one, that mob mentality <laughs> right there. Someone cool is doing it. I'm going to do it too. But, yeah, she, I think, maybe doesn't get enough credit for her contributions to the show, or at least, like, widely. You know, her name's yeah. not on all the title screens or whatever, but a lot of the show and a lot of the aesthetic, I think, is directly correlated to her and who she knew and who she was writing about. Yeah. Um. um I read a lot of articles about... I think they did, like, a big thing for Teen Nick and just, like, the return of Pete and Pete on television. Like, they were re-airing it. Mm-hmm. But a lot of questions about should they have a reboot or, like, what would they do today? And right. Basically, they're like, sure, we'd do it if the money is right. Right. Like, of course. Great. But what would that be? How would they capture what they had, like, 20 years ago? And is it, like, their kids? Because they're – I think Big Pete's, like, 40 – Little Pete's, you know, 36 or something like that. Yeah. Like, are they just hanging out? I mean, so sorry, I'm distracted by we the keep eating Pop-Tart, Pop-Tart that, I'm, <laughs> that I'm eating. Um, I don't know. And is it more like, did they move on? Or, you know, one of the most interesting episodes, I think, for a lot of people is the episode where they fight over the bowling ball. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, almost like, you know, become enemy- enemies. And it's like, what if they did become enemies? Like, what's that story? How do yeah. we, like, get them back together? Like, or does the mom die? Like, her plate kills her in her head. <laughs> like, there's got to be a reason for them to come back. Does Artie come back yeah. somehow? Mm-hmm. Or it like a drop-dead Fred? Yeah, maybe Artie dies. Why is our fan fiction for Pete and Pete so dark? Everyone's dying. I don't know. I feel like the show could go dark. Oh, yeah. There's definitely a, a path that they could go down for sure. But yeah, I think it would be interesting if it's like, how did they grow apart? And then how do you kind of like get them back together? Mm-hmm. Maybe is this a movie? Are we writing this movie? A TV movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'd watch sure. it. <laughs> I mean, they are like best friends in real life. They have that podcast, mm-hmm. like The Adventures of Danny and Mike. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it could happen. Why not? We pitch them. Be like, hi, we've never written anything. Do you want to be in this movie that we wrote? <laughs> 
No. No. no oh, don't. okay. You don't. Oh, no, great. That's fine. Cool. No problem. I understand. I'm gonna miss. I'm gonna miss these guys. I'm gonna miss Artie. Is that weird? I like. No. When I watch it, I find Artie so fascinating because I'm just like, is this? Are you real? Are you not? We don't know. We don't know. We never will. What do you do? Like, if you are real, what do you do when you're not hanging out with little Pete? And also, why are you hanging out with a 10-year-old? You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of mm-hmm. things in where you're like, what? And will we ever know how he got Petunia? No. I wonder how many people in the world have a Petunia tattoo. Quite a bit, I feel like. More than a thousand? Yes. Around <laughs> the world? Sure. More than a thousand people have a Petunia tattoo. Yep. Now we that need is to, a like... fact. <laughs> We're just spreading, spreading that rumor. Um, it's a, I mean, it's quite a sizable tattoo. Yeah, but I think if you're into tattoos and you're 90s kid, that's definitely up there as an option. Yeah. No, for, yeah, for sure. If it, Also, it's a popular couple's costume is like Little Pete and Artie. Oh, really? Yeah, I've seen it on the interwebs many times. <laughs> Why couldn't you be like Little Pete and Big Pete? You could. But I think it's more fun for someone to dress up as Artie than yeah. Big Pete, who is more casual. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, unless you have red hair, you could just be like a yeah. 90s kid or something. Like, you wouldn't know necessarily. <sighs> is that it on our big and I Pete? mean, a pretty short and sweet series. Yeah. Maybe we could have dug deeper, but the Pop-Tarts were distracting. They were. That's fair. Um, are we going to eat all of these? Yes. There's it is si- my lunch. I did not bring anything. There are six Pop-Tarts strewn about Great. this table right now. Um, but next week, we will come prepared. Mm-hmm. We've got Benji's. Yeah. Super pumped to talk about my favorite shows I watched this year. You are, like, I mean, usually we position the Benji's as, like, what to watch over Christmas vacation. Like, mm-hmm. if your, you know, family's driving you crazy or, or whatever. You're going to be gone for a long time, I feel like, over Just the holidays. Eight days. That's a long time. <laughs> You're missing our holiday party. It's a That's tragedy. not my fault. <laughs> it's a tragedy. All right, guys. If you want to weigh in on Pete and Pete, do you have a Petunia tattoo? If you have a Petunia tattoo, like, holy shit. If you are listening and have a Petunia tattoo, I will send you a free t-shirt. Yeah. I will do it. I will do it. Also, we'll probably send you a bunch of Pop-Tarts because this is the gift that keeps on giving. Um, I feel like we need to now, like, do some sort of official shout-out for Kellogg's because thank you. Um, That's it. That's all I got. All right. So until next Friday. 